Warning, the following show contains unbeeped words. It also contains talk and on top of and also under and sometimes all over. And remember... Welcome to Steady Data Music. This is episode 32. 32. I yeah, I didn't write that in my notes. And we're your hosts. I'm Brandon. I'm Andy. I'm Skunk. <laughs> and I'm guest Tristan. This is Tristan. Hey. This is my neighbor. Who You moved in, was it in September? It would have been in September. So like six months ago. And we didn't know we had so much in common until a few weeks ago. It was wild. It yeah. was wild. Uh, yeah, so he's a musician. In fact, I just saw his band play, which consists of wow. girlfriend or wife? Partner. Partner, Laura. Soft fiance. Soft fiance, yeah. Laura. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, on guitar and vocals, and Tristan plays keyboard primarily. You also mm-hmm. play bass Sometimes as well. I play bass. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And cool. sing as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I saw them play at a poetry reading last Friday. And to be honest, I was like... I'm going to have to be nice. I've seen a lot of, you know, bands first starting and you just, you got to be nice. You got to encourage them. I was grateful that I didn't have to lie (laughs) because I I genuinely enjoyed it. Did you hear Um, that wind up that he did for you? Gee. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good wind up. Yeah. I thought he's, he told me that from across the, the road and I thought it was, um, it was maybe the nicest compliment you could give because I feel like a lot of people have been there and a lot of people are still there with a lot of their friends. Mm-hmm. You know, who play music, and you got to be their biggest fan, you know? Right. So so that was such a nice compliment. Yeah. And that was so nice of you to come with the whole family. Yeah. Daughter came, nephew came, I'm daughter was Frankie. dancing. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, their music is really cool. I would, I would say indie, I would throw that general term out, even though that doesn't quite describe you guys, but I would say indie. Um, he rocks the keyboard with a little amp Velcroed to it. Oh, cool! And plugged in, which I thought was pretty neat. Ooh. It's because you have to change the batteries. So if I if I glued it, it, I would only have like a short lifespan of the instrument. So I Velcroed it so I could pull it off and change the batteries. Is it a cube? Wow. Uh, like no, micro cube. Like oh, okay. It's something similar. Yeah, it's something similar. And I would say that uh, lyrically, you do like satirical. At least that's what I got from it. Or were you serious? No. Okay. No, no, okay, no, no, you're good. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's loose. <laughs> okay. Very okay. Loose, not serious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd love it was, to hear um, some of it. It was, uh, yeah, I wish we had a recording. I would play it here, but they're not in that stage yet. And and uh, your partner has a, a beautiful voice, very unique. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed her voice. She's more on the serious side. Can you give us the description of that particular song? Because I enjoyed it so mm, much. That Laura did? No, that you did for your oh, song. Oh, yeah. Your description for your song. Oh, well, well yeah. The little story that goes along with oh, it. Oh, sure. So so Brandon had a similar experience as, such as this. Well, so I had an experience a few years ago where I went to the barber, and for years I hadn't been getting the, the cut that I wanted, which I think maybe anyone with hair and a barber shop nearby can relate to. Uh, yeah. And so I brought a picture of superstar Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, Chris. There's there's a few. Like sometimes like, you got to be careful which Hemsworth you throw out because there's there's actually three. I think most people know that, but yeah, there's three. Um, so it was Chris Hemsworth, and um, 
the barber said that I didn't have the right size head for the style. Uh, and there was this kind of feeling. He's of supposed like, to be um, like, I got you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I agree. So I've been cutting my hair for like three years now because I, th- I think it's, um, you know, those kind of times where you wind up really hard for something and then it kind of like doesn't connect mm-hmm. and you're left yeah. with that feeling. So I was trying to capture that feeling yeah. in the song. Okay. <laughs> and it was about a haircut, and I, like, really liked it. Like, I was like, a song about a haircut. This is going to be interesting. And I was like, oh, that's how you make a song about a haircut. I, I take my, my barber visits very seriously. And uh, if I if I yeah. go to a place and that they it's I'm not satisfied, I'll never go there again. Like, I have to make a uh-huh. connection with that barber, honestly. Like, so I can agree with that. I mean, I don't I don't tell them the, what based off a celebrity is. Like, hey, man, I want to look like Bill Bellamy. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I tell them exactly what I want. If they're, like, <laughs> if they're like, I got you and they do a good job, I'm coming back. And like, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to remember your name. I'm going to call in for you because like, it's important, mm-hmm. I think, with the hair I have left. So yeah. that's who we're working with today is Mr. Tristan. So thanks for being here, Tristan. Yeah, cheers, so man. Thanks, thanks for filling in for uh, you know, the old Dr. Dan. Thank you. Danny and on Love. that note. Breaking news. This just in. I'm going to do oh. that every time now, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All you right, hold, you gotta hold That's your ear. Stupidest fucking soundbite. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm the only one that has news today. There was nothing going on that was that interesting, but I dug, and mm. I found stuff that wasn't really that interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, since we were talking about Sublime so much, the last few episodes, or just maybe the maybe last, maybe we were. They're coming out with a graphic novel about the story of Sublime. Which I thought was pretty interesting. You can go on Z2 Comics to get it. And I think you could like purchase in different levels. Like you can go for the ultimate hardcover edition, which is like the oversized hardcover deluxe edition graphic novel. With what? Opie Ortiz cover variant. All That's the dude that does their tattoos. That's the tattoo, yeah. yeah. And it's got also this, it, if you do that one, it comes with this really cool like uh, single LP of doing time in like a different remixes and it's an exclusive Lou Dog vinyl. So huh. it's like it's like, so it's white like, with like spots. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. a really? Dalmatian speckled. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty cool. sick, man. Yeah. I can appreciate so that. So I would I feel like I would buy the comic just for that. But right, I'm alone. I have something to say. I don't know if that needs a comic book. I'm no. sorry. Maybe I'm a being Long an Beach, asshole, but I'm Long sort of Beach. like comic book yeah like well i mean like every every band has a story right and i feel like i feel like a book like a autobiography like if they the surviving members like wrote a book i think that would be interesting yeah but a comic book like is is it gonna be like all fucking like are they gonna embellish and like like uh they come out for a show and fucking bud like jumps out of a fucking like cannon or something and flies down and lands on the drums like is it going to end up like oh, that so is it going to be like cartoony yeah. or is it going to be or is like it a just going to be a story yeah. of them taking a trip to garden grove yeah <laughs> well you know, it, it's called five dollars at the door by the way because that's oh, uh, ah. that's that was pretty coincidental it's pretty sure that, that ain't no funky reggae party yeah wow um <laughs> but anyway i don't know i guess you guys will have to buy it to find out what they're gonna yeah. do with it this just in i'm not kidding i literally went on google Somebody just text like, you music news Cypress Hill dropped a new record. What? <laughs> Called Back in Black. What? Yeah. That's yeah. already yeah. a fucking There's album literally by in my no- in my news notifications. I don't know. I don't know. That's what it says though. Cypress Did you really Hill just get a this just new album to? Back in Black for March 22 uh 2022 release debut uh dark new track Bye Bye featuring Dizzy Wright. Yeah. Uh, They're still doing a thing, huh? Looks like there's going to be another Cypress Hill smoke out, people. 
<laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I got okay. this just in though. <laughs> you were saying it was a trend to make yeah. um Yeah. There's a show called the Umbrella Academy Academy that mm-hmm. the singer from My Chemical Romance made a graphic novel of. Yeah. So. Did he make a graphic novel of the show or was the show based on the graphic novel that he wrote? I don't know the details. Um, okay. I do. The The show was based off of the graphic novel. Okay. Uh, Gerard, Gerard Way? Is that his name? <laughs> it's not Butler. Sounds right. Yeah, it's not Butler. I almost said Butler. <laughs> uh, Gerard Way, yeah, I, I think he made that comic book. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk out of my ass, but I okay. know he did the comic first, and then they did the Netflix show based on it. Well, and I've it, seen a bit of the show, and it was actually pretty good. So. Yeah, the comic's mm. cool, too. Oh, nice. Well, way to go, mm. him. Dolly Parton declines 2022 Rock, uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Whoa, nomination. Whoa, really? She, really? she said it. no? She said no. She said... Even though I'm extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. I really whoa, do not whoa. want votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out. Which I don't agree with. Yeah, like you're Dolly no. fucking Parton, man. Like if, I, like I thought she was humble, already in. That's a little too, that's a little on the humble side. Jeez. Like, yeah. No, I'm not that good. Maybe too. Maybe too humble. I think she deserves it, personally. Yeah. It Wait looks a minute. Like, <clears throat> Is this some kind of like second nomination or something? Like, she wasn't already in there? She made Jolene. Yeah, I thought she would already be in. Uh, but it looks wow. like the nominees are Eminem, Beck, A Tribe Called Quest, Carly Simon, and Duran Duran. I can Whoa. agree with a few of those. There, that's yeah. that's among the long list for the nominees, which will uh, they'll be inducted in May. So what we'll get if, back to you on that. What if people mm. just voted for Dolly Parton anyway? That might happen out of spite, and they were like yeah. too fucking maybe, bad. Maybe it's her. Maybe she's like, if I'm yeah. super humble, oh man, they <laughs> will, I will oh, absolutely get, get inducted. Oh god, <laughs> maybe she's really smart. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's got your well, number, she's got her own man. Park. Anyway, there was a couple on that list that I was like, Tribe Called Quest isn't on there. Carly Simon, Duran Duran, yeah. are not on there already. But I don't know. Mm. We got a, okay. we got years. Hopefully. I think we have till 2040 until the end of the world, so I don't know. We'll get there. <laughs> the way things there. are going, my friend, we might not yeah. last this year. <laughs> that got dark quick. Yeah. Are we moving on? Yes, we are moving on to agree or disagree. Yes. And today's agree or disagree is me. I am presented these guys with the group called Flatbush Zombies, who are, they were like some friends that grew up in Flatbush. Flatbush is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. And they bonded over anime and pro wrestling, which I thought was really neat. And they started this group in 2010, and they're still going today. Their song that I showed these guys is R.I.P.C.D. off of their album 3001 A Laced Odyssey. To me, this like invoked 90s hip hop, like good lyrical hip hop. Mm -hmm. The music to me sounded like West Coast 90s and then the rapping sounded like West uh, East Coast 90s. And it actually made me think of Andy when I heard this song. So I want to hear what he thinks of it first. Well, I appreciate you. You know that, right? You know I appreciate you. 
Now um, you can't say anything bad about it. You can see what I did there. <laughs> okay, I mean, R.I.P. CD. And you know, when I first heard these dudes, I was listening. You know, I think I, sh I was I, I was the one that sent over that Quentin Tarantino collaboration, right? You had talked about it on the show. Yeah, as that's, what right, we're just that's right. That's right. And yeah. it, and I was like something Flatbush Zombies. I don't know. And you're like, oh, I like those guys. That's gonna have to be a thing. I'm like, I'm obviously gonna be interested. So yeah, for sure, man. I gotta say, like the dynamic between that group. Every artist is so different, and it has that almost that woo style to where every character is a character. You got the raspy guy that almost has that like onyx thing going on. You got the almost like bone thugs dude, like that's rapping really fast. So I can see where you're going, even with the music where you say, you know, you know West Coast style with the East Coast style, but also like the rapping is like such a, a nationally mixed style. And it's like kind of unified into this thing. And I really fucking dug it. I really dug the wittiness, the whole like danger, danger, Will Robinson thing going on with like mm -hmm. the Lost in Space reps, dude. Like, you know, RIP to the CD. They're like kind of just repping their past. And uh, I like how everything was so different. It was so dope. Uh, it's exactly what I wanted to hear. So I appreciate it. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, skunkaroo. Okay. I put it on and I immediately really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I was listening for a minute and then as soon as the guy started rapping fast and was doing the the character i don't know if i was in a the wrong mood but it completely it like completely took me out of the song like to the point where no. i was like oh come on man like i was into this and then it was like I feel bad for saying that now because you See, told I me they're all into anime and wrestling, and now I kind of get it. I, so you just didn't like the second dude rapping? I didn't like the second dude, or I think it's actually the third dude, the, yeah, the fast voice guy that was like, well, well the, the last buggy. dude was the one that like was like sounded like a monster. And then, to me. and then that, yeah, the last guy, I I didn't like him either. And oh, oh interesting. Yeah, I, love I, that, I love that left field, guy. like because he kind of did like a fake Jamaican accent, and I was like, come on, to man, almost like oh, toasting. I didn't hear that. No, but I, I, I heard. I, I felt like it invoked like old dirty bastard, but like Aggression. in a just, different way. Yeah, yeah, and well, so now that you're now that you told me the story of how they like anime and fucking wrestling, I I, I want to go give it a second chance. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I was just in the wrong headspace when I put it on because I was I put it on when I was driving over here, and I might. Also add, I have been listening to the holy shit out of Zarface, and so like compared to Zarface, I was like, ah, fucking, he's way better. Like, you know, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> <do> sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go listen to it again. But my initial gut reaction was the first two minutes were great, and then uh, like the last two minutes, I was like, stop that. Gotcha, Tristan okay. Skunk. I'd beg you to give Fourth Guy a second chance because Fourth Guy was my favorite. Out okay. Of all of them. Third. There's only three. So okay. he's the last guy. Okay. The monstery one. Okay. If, right? Is yeah, that what you're talking guy. about? Yeah. 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 I really liked his style. I liked how they all had different styles, and I thought it was super enjoyable. I was kind of thinking, if I was there in the room with them for some reason, like if I had some some amazing honor to be there while they were writing it, I would like maybe suggest a chorus, like maybe a lighter chorus. Because I, I, I felt... Um, Did you feel it was repetitive? The yeah. R.I.P. to the CD? I think so. And there was one one part lyrically towards the end of it where they do the whole chorus with... Well, they do a chorus, but it's just not different chords. But they say, there's some really clever words. And then at the very end, there's some angst. How does it, <laughs> how does it go again? It's like the very end of that, that part, they say like... and something like we don't know who uh, we are anymore we love to boost the speed we love the memory got me feeling like we aren't what we used to be that one yeah that one yeah i yeah. was thinking like 
You okay. still got you still got your tunes. Maybe you don't got the the CD players and the computers anymore, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool too. They, they tied it all together. Maybe I would have tweaked those those lyrics if I was in the room with them, which I wasn't. But <laughs> I thought it was a good song. Yeah. So all Flatbush right. Zombies, if you're listening, uh, Tristan here will is up for producing you guys. Yeah, I want you to be so, a little more positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you guys uh, appreciated the um, diversity because that's yeah. like what I look for in a, in a rap group. Because sometimes uh, when you hear even like featurings, uh, yeah. you'll hear in a rap song, like it almost sounds like one person, one rapper records and everyone just follows suit. Like, OK, that's how we're going to rap. And these guys found their own pockets in the song. And that's what I really appreciate. And the dude at the end, Monster Guy, I wish uh, I recalled all their names. They have some weird right. names. Mm-hmm. But he uh, he did this thing where he was describing his voice as like, vis- uh, like vividly striking. And he's like weird cadence, like where mm-hmm. he's like almost not breaking up his words. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. like, it's really cool. Anyway. Yeah. I that was Flatbush Zombies R.I.P. C.D., you can listen to it for yourself on the playlist. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? What? We have one more person that has to cue in. Oh. So, Dan, Dan what did you think? The uh, Flatbush Zombies, huh? Well, I kept forgetting that this was a hip-hop band, and I kept picturing a punk band in my mind. Uh, but immediately when I heard it, I was like, yep, I definitely agree with that. Uh, these guys, in my opinion, are definitely a breath of fresh air to hip-hop. Uh, kind of reminding me of a modern-day Onyx, even though Onyx is still around. But what I'm getting at is they just sound like good old 90s uh, hip-hop. Yeah, that's... Andy already said Onyx, Dan, so... I don't yeah, know. sorry, Dan. Yeah, well, weren't you listening? Can't just, you can't <laughs> just say what Andy says. Can't just ride my coattails, bro. <laughs> By the way, for the record, I love when we are missing somebody or somebody calls in and it sounds all shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that, funny. That makes it so much better. It's like a real radio show. It's yeah. like a shitty. It's like yeah, like and it's Take like that an Howard answer, Stern. It's like an old tape player answering machine. Like yeah. we like hit play. Beep. All right. Anyway, let's move on to random questions. Okay. What do we got? Oh yeah. This sounds like a bitch in video game. Like, like I was thinking Doogie Howser. Doogie I thought it, it would be a were, good. You were right. You, you know what? I want Doogie something Hauser. that's gonna like. What, what, what can I get influenced by? Like Doogie Howser, yeah. Yeah. I was like, really bad '90s TV. That's <laughs> like, what I want to. That's what I want to do. Background. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, uh, yeah. Our random questions are brought to you today by Dan and Skunk, and Dan is up first. Dan, what do you got for us? Hey everybody, this is Dan, aka Dan. I play the drums, aka Danny Love. And unfortunately, I was unable to be there this week, but the boys were gracious enough to let me call in a question for you guys. Okay, so question is, what band have you liked the longest? For me, that band would be Guns N' Roses. When I was mm-hmm. about seven years old, I was introduced to Guns N' Roses. Uh, immediately fell in love with them, and honestly, I still listen to them to this day or I wouldn't have picked them. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was listening to them about a week a week or so ago, and uh, the last song I heard was Get in the Ring. So uh, if you want, you can put that one in your uh, playlist and smoke it. All right. He didn't pick uh, Aquabats. <laughs> he, yeah, didn't, yeah. he didn't. I don't... He... <laughs> 
he he fucked up. Oh, he also didn't pick anybody else to. He didn't call on anybody. So yeah, let okay. me just be Dan and say Tristan. All right. Uh, <laughs> I I had to think a lot about this because mm-hmm. the first album I can remember is my mom playing Crash Test Dummies, <laughs> which I don't think is a great. I, wow. think, I don't think. Let's see. Um, I think they are good to listen to. Do you do you all know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah I was gonna so, go. I'll go. So, mm-hmm. so that's like the first first band i remember and i feel like i can still appreciate them now now when i listen to them so it might be them it might be them i also remember listening to to enya in like fifth grade and i find i'm still listening to it and if the only qualifications for this is that it's a song or no it's an album that you listened to a while ago and it's an album you maybe listened to like a month ago then it might be between enya and crash test dummies yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's a broad awesome. spectrum. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find yeah. something extra cool, but like, uh, if we're talking the longest, I didn't want to cheat. You know, there was like other bands that I could have put in, but I was thinking, what's honest? And those are my honest answers. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a similar dilemma where I was like, well, the first band I thought of was Locust. I was like, I've been listening to them since I was 18 and I still enjoy them today. But then I was like, oh, but wait. The specials was before that. Operation Ivy right. was before that. No, and I was like, you, but you, I was you like, you know what? Something. What was even before that? And I still rock them more than any other group. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, like, and it was my That's, first tattoo as well that Skunk gave me here. Wow. And like, yeah. I still listen to that album today and their various albums, including solo albums, because that still. Right for me considered Wu-Tang. Yeah. And so like that would be my honest answer would be Wu-Tang. What about you, Skunk? Uh I thought this was going to be hard, but it was actually really fucking easy. Uh Rage Against the Machine is the only band that I was into way back when that I still fucking listen to. Like um there's a bunch of bands that I liked in high school that I had a falling out with or you know, I just don't listen to anymore. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of bands that I listened to when I was young that I, I'm embarrassed that I fucking listen to. You know, yeah. like I don't listen to them. But like Rage Against the Machine, I that band. I when I first heard that band till now, it still is like if it comes on, I'm still just like, oh yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Like, but I will say I don't like seek it out and put it on. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I don't ever fucking like. Oh, dude, we should put on Rage Against the Machine right now. Right, but. But when it comes on, you turn it up. Yeah, like I, I, I'll play my iPod on shuffle, and it'll just that'll pop up. I'm it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Except I will say, for the record, I remember being the most disappointed little boy ever when they, when they were like gone. They did the two albums, and then they went away for so long, and then they came back and did Battle of Los Angeles. It was like, fucking Rage Against the Machine did a new album, you guys. And like, and it came out and it's like, and it's not very good. Like yeah. there's like, there's a few good tracks on there, but I remember being pretty disappointed with that. Mm. Did you hear Zach De La Roca on the Run the Jewels album? I told you. Yes, to I fucking trip? did. And I love yeah. that album. Slave Masters. Oh, you did. Oh, good. Yeah, I did. I tried to listen to their other albums and they talk about their dicks and fucking too much. In part, in two. In two, in yeah. Two, that's yes. the one that I I was like, stop yes, that. Yes, like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, I, I'm like, they're so good. But then two is like, why? Yeah, okay. Why? Gl- I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> like, holy shit. But yeah. if you listen to four, it 
it's like super mature and like talking about it's like all social commentaries. It's okay. Really good. And Zach De La Roca is on a track on that too. Is he on four too? He's on four as well. Yeah. Okay. I think he's on three of their albums. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I heard him on three, and I remember thinking like, it took me about two minutes to realize it was him because he's not, you know, well, there's not like a rock and roll band behind him. You know, there's not Tom Morello. Like a lot of people don't realize he's an MC. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always knew he was rapping on top of the, the, the rage against the machine, but like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he rap in inside out too? No, he kind of just screamed hardcore, right? What was that inside out? Oh yeah. That's his first band. That's a, well, that's oh. it's also a movie, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was like, know. "What? He was in that Pixar movie? Maybe not his first <laughs> band, but it was an earlier. It was like a punk hardcore band. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. He was also in One Day as a Lion. Does he rap in that I one? Think. Though? I think was it him? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, but that's my answer. Okay, uh, okay. Andy, what is it's your answer. answer? It's a good answer, and I had a really hard time with this because there are bands. I'm like, well, you know, I started listening to them when I was a teenager. I was young. But there was always that like gap I I fell out of where I was like I don't like him anymore or at least not for now you know and like for instance yeah. like Dan chose Guns N' Roses I loved Guns N' Roses. I was a massive Guns N' Roses fan when I was a kid like a super fan and then as I grew up I fell out of it listening to other music but and I got older I listened mm-hmm. to them again so I can't say that the one band that I've never hated in whatever they released whether it was a good album or a bad album I still appreciated them doing something was the Descendants. So mm-hmm. I probably well, was about 15 years old when I started listening to that. And that was kind of my my real gateway into the punk uh, scene. And I've every, everything they've done, I've always, I've always like, it's perked my ears. And I've always been interested in kind of like excited to see what my kind of quote unquote heroes were doing, you know. So they're, they've always been like the foundation of my playlists. They're always there. And I'm always like, hell yeah. Just like, for instance, you know, Skunk, when Rage comes up, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll turn that up. Any Descendants yeah. song comes up, I'm like, shit, yeah. So, yeah, Descendants. And I'm going to throw that song Catalina on there off of the Milo Goes to College. Oh, if you're picking a song, Andy, yeah, I might as put well. anything off of 36 Chambers. Like, yeah, gotcha. Take it out of a hat for all I oh, care. Oh, fuck like, yeah. That no, 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 for sure. Oh, That's yeah, and I didn't, I didn't pick a song either. That's, you don't have to. I can pick it. It's fine. Do you... Dude, just for fun, do Gorilla Radio because it's not very good. Okay. <laughs> Which one's Gorilla Radio? That's off there. Lights the, up. No, just never mind. Gorilla yeah. Radio. Turn that shit off. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. we're moving on. This yeah, is, please that's do. enough of this happy bullshit. I'm going to get really macabre here. Is oh. that how you say it? You pronounce it macabre. Macabre. Right? Macabre. It's macabre. Okay. If you could take a song and paint a picture of the song. What song would you paint, and what would the painting be? Like, for instance, I chose Credence Clearwater Revival, the song Run Through the Jungle, and I just thought while I was listening to it, because, you know, it's like all fucking... But it'd be like a watercolor, and it would just be like really dark, like uh, not quite like a Bob Ross style where it's like a, you know, you're looking down, like you're like looking on a... Yeah, straight ahead, like on a plane mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, uh, it would be kind of looking down at a row of like jungle trees, and there'd be all these eyes looking in, in the like in the jungle, like looking at one solitary little silhouette army guy that I would paint in there, there and I'd go. paint him looking kind of scared, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, work and, and it's watercolor, you, you it, said. But yeah, but like yeah, it would be watercolor because, and I, I, I actually wrote that I would do watercolor on like a cardstock because I don't know if you ever seen a mm. painting on fucking 
cardstock with watercolor, like it bleeds into mm-hmm. the paper and it looks really. Yeah. It almost like creates its own shadows. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I think that would be cool. And this mm. is probably the first time I've ever answered one of these ridiculous questions and not had a big joke about it. Right but now, I and now I really want to go paint that. Still kind of funny. <laughs> No, man, it's not funny. No, the it's way you fucking... said the guy all fucking wigging out and shit. Like, <laughs> that was funny. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, well, Andy, uh, oh, man. what well, about you, dude? You went you went a little deep. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think about using watercolor or fucking, like, oils. Like, you didn't choose your medium? So yeah, I'm dude. Gonna go, I'm going to go with stripey paper and Crayolas. Um, <laughs> And I actually went with a really simple song. I was just I was just thumbing through my playlist, and I'm like, you know what? I've always imagined, you know, when you get visuals listening to a song, and and you know, it's a simple band, no effects, but uh, the song is called "She's Gone," and it's about uh, a la- a girl that dies, you know, and she has a kid, and like, who's going to take care of this kid? So I can I have I can imagine like um, a little girl in a schoolyard alone, you know, uh, with like a with like a black and wick in front of like a like a uh, mm. like a swing set or something and she's just sitting on the swing set and there's nobody there and it's like becoming sunset it's just so ominous and and just alone and yeah it would be with crayolas wow. but i would I'd use really like dark crayolas you know i'd yeah. do the shading right so it'd be really like and, and she would be like not so close up she'd be kind of far off it'd be from the schoolyard and say like the swing sets are in the back and you know those little like what were they called the things that that spin like in a circle that everybody throws up on as a kid Carousel. the metal ones carousel so there's a there's just one one black and wicked candle sitting on the carousel and then she's in the back jesus christ dude you went really fucking dark (laughs) well you could design you could design album covers for my chemical romance yeah (laughs) bringing it back (laughs) all right man next brandon uh so skunk i was like fuck this question what the hell is this bullshit (laughs) but then but then i started like thinking about it and i was like oh my god i think you could do it like i wish i was a painter i wish i was better at painting because i was like i would do a series of paintings where i take like lyrics or the title and make it very literal so the one i chose was uh beastie boys funky boss the 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 um the chorus goes funky boss funky boss get off my back okay okay so the painting would be like the worst boss I could think of, which I'll unname. <laughs> I think I know who it is, though. Um, dressed as Parliament Funkadelic on my back, <laughs> giving him oh a my piggyback God. ride. Are there any speech bubbles that you'd, you'd incorporate? Nope, just him like this, like riding me. Dude, you know? I seriously, seriously, seriously. And maybe, maybe me looking up, going off, get off my back. Maybe that yeah. would be, yeah. I hope, there's, face. I hope there's a listener out there that's like, I'm going to fucking paint all this right now for them. Yeah. Yes, if, if somebody <laughs> wants to paint all these uh, and send them into us, we will. But I just I wanted a series. Of, with I want a series of paintings where it takes the lyrics or or a song title literally. Right. Yeah, and I just want to see that so bad. I think it would be so cool. You fucking aced the assignment, man. You hated it and you fucking win. I hated yeah. it and then and then loved it. Take as that. I it. Yeah, I just drove itself. Uh, what do you, what did you paint up, Tristan? Well. Listening to y'all, y'all talk about your paintings, it's occurring to me that this question isn't isn't as hard as I initially thought. I was thinking, like, how are you going to translate music into like a visual? And they do that. 
with the album art and with the music videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think actually like I did have that in my subconscious because the song I picked was 15 Step by Radiohead because I feel like at every every 10 seconds there's a new thing they just throw at you and I picture Tom York kind of just like doing a performance piece. Mm-hmm. The the painting isn't really the piece. Like everyone came for the performance, and so he's just picking up stuff in the either the studio or in his house or something, and throwing it at the wall. Like maybe even like eating the flowers on the table and then spitting it out on the wall, <laughs> and just throwing stuff like that. And I guess why I thought about that too is because Tom York actually did a a video. Have you seen it? It's like a thirty minute no thirty minute thing. I have not. So uh-uh. It's pretty neat. I enjoyed it. Maybe I'm that's sure it is. Goes there. Uh, for him yeah. like painting or throwing oh, things. No, no, that that was that was my creation. <laughs> okay, my okay. I, maybe he did that once, but um, no, there was like a movie um, that he like. Oh, he did like a short film. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And he danced in it. He did a lot of dancing. Oh, interesting. And there was like, was he shaking his head a lot? <laughs> there was a lot of good movements like that. Yeah, because he does that. Yeah. yeah. Is that a thing? When you said 15 step, uh-huh. I thought you were gonna go. I would paint a sparkly vampire. Because wasn't that song at the end of Twilight in the credits? No way. I think so. Is it the <laughs> okay. first? If it, is it the first track on In Rainbows? I mean, I wouldn't know, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is, it is. Yeah. 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 How would I know? Because I'm a Twilight fan. Yeah, I can tell you're all sparkly. Uh, yeah. Can't you tell, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know that from an ex-girlfriend. When I put it on, she's like, "Oh, this is in Twilight," and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Backpedaling. <laughs> yeah, you're really bringing me down with that. With that. Little uh, little tip there, Brandon. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> He's fucking lying, dude. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen Twilight, the first one, in uh, Forks, Washington. I don't know why. Th- what, what? It's okay. Come on, I used, guys, I used to watch. I used book. to watch True Blood. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, uh, no, it, uh, that's where it was. That's where it takes place. Oh, is Forks, Washington. So that's why I watched it. Oh, I get like that. Like uh, my wife and I went on a road trip and we went to Astoria and I watched Goonies. Okay, and then, so we went up to Forks and I was like, "Oh, I'll watch." Twilight. I guess we'll watch Twilight. And then you're like, at the end of it, you're like, "Fuck, why did we watch Twilight?" No, I was like crying and like put on the second one. Really? <laughs> Let's just see what happens. He's gonna imprint on her baby. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> you know it's. Uh, my wife and my kid watch those like all the time, uh-huh. like all the oh, time. Yeah. And they'll, they, they know I can't keep my big mouth shut. Like I will make fun of it. So they like, if, if I, so if they're watching it right now while we're recording, when I get home, they'll pause it while I walk in <laughs> and they'll be like, hi, I'm like, quiet, oh, just awkward. getting home and the and like, but they'll like pause it and like make the TV not like, so I can't see what they're watching. Like they're like because they know I'll just run, like they I'll just, just finished smoking big... a bowl and dad's home. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I busted him. <laughs> what are you guys yeah, doing? And then Nothing. they, yeah, they kick me out too. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's sad. That is what it is. Poor skunk. He's Did you go. see the baseball scene? No. Oh my I, god. I have... they're like jumping up like a hundred feet to grab the ball, oh, and I'm like, you. nobody sees this. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's like, why are they doing that? How are they floating? Yeah. Anyway, there's so many wrong things about that, especially because he's a hundred years old and going after a teenager. Yeah, that's fucking. Nobody think that's that's wrong? pedophilia, no, uh, dude. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck if he looks like he's look. Look at me. Why is I he... look? 
I look like I'm 18, right? <laughs> but if I was trying to fucking hook up with an 18-year-old, you guys would be pissed off at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Mad. Yeah. Why does he keep going to high school, too? Yeah. Like, you could just look young, like you said, and get a job. Yeah, God dude, look it. at... What's that movie, Let the Right One In, right? Yeah. Uh, is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I that girl's to... like 500 years old, and she's not going to school, man. Nobody's coming after her. Like, kid, you got to be in kindergarten. But... Like, but then the Patterson became Batman. Oh yeah, and I have no I know. more complaints because that was bitching. Brandon, anyway, did I, did I tell you that um, um, this is kind of my my cool story? I think I met Robert Pattinson in New York once. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him at a. You bummed a smoke him. off of him. We shared a smoke. Yeah. Oh, you shared. Well, I mean, saliva yeah, I, with no, the Patterson. No, like he he shared his cigarette. Oh. Pack that I, and I took a. That makes you that Robin nice, now. Though. Yeah. Oh, that's you're like. Neat. You're, you're, but not, uh, you're like Tim Drake Robin now. You're like the second one. Cause oh, the one that got killed. No. Okay. No, oh. that was, uh, that was not Tim Drake. That, that was... was not Tim Drake. That was the, but the, the second one was Jason Todd. <laughs> Jason Todd is the second one. And Tim he gets Drake beat with a crowbar. So is the, is the, is the play like, um, Batman likes gets kids on cigarettes. And yeah. He gets them hooked. And... <laughs> and then you're mine like... now, Robin. <laughs> Anyway, we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that came from a question. The whole thing. <laughs> a question about painting. All right. Yeah, well, you started it, dude. <laughs> well, what, do you know? the rails, what do you know? Yeah. This thing turned old fucking ridiculous. Uncle Andy's anyway. going to have to do some old uncle editing. All right. All right. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Kazoo Tunes. <laughs> See, that was worth it. It's, it's, it's been years since I, I touched a kazoo, so I, I was going for easy ones. Easy oh, that ones was too. such a good fill-in for Dan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really did appreciate the... <laughs> that was good, man. All T- right, if you've never heard the this segment before, we are going to play kazoos at each other, and the rest of us are going to try to guess the song, and we keep points. The points go like this. If you guess the song title, it's a full point. Mm-hmm. If you guess the album, it's a half a point, mm-hmm. and the artist is half a point. And the winner gets to choose the next top three and also gets the big bad kazoo that Andy should be holding right now. He's looking. He's the king kazoodle He's, today. That's not it. That's a yellow one. Uh-oh. That's even smaller than your other one. Wait, yeah. no, that's a good question. Where's my fucking kazoo? Hold on. This is a serious matter. Oh, I have one. We're going to be editing this shit out of here. <laughs> did, did I see Andy had like a trombone? Yeah, it's a trombone kazoo. kazoo. That is super cool. Yeah. We're serious about our kazoos here. Kazoo. Dude, I got kazoos for days, man. I'm a collector. Okay, there it is. There it is. Fell, There's the big. behind my desk. There give, us a, give us a, a baseline, Andy. <laughs> All right. That was really bad. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. We're actually starting with our guest. Tristan, good luck, sir. I, 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 got, I got a quick question. Um, yeah. Do you use your tongue when you're when you're playing? Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't doing that before, which I think hmm? I'm going to start to incorporate now. Do you guys tongue it? What do you I mean? Don't tongue mine. D- define tongue it. Like, uh, you know, for muting and whatnot. Uh, yeah, like for, for playing percussion the purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Da, da, it depends da, da, on the song. Enunciates. Okay. In, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. Enya. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> oh. I don't know the album or the name of the uh, song. I just know it's Enya. Is the name of the song? Hold on. It's only time. No. 
You might be right. I think it's only time. I only do time. not know. Yes. Yeah, it is, yes. right? Yeah! <laughs> Holy shit! Did you not shit! write down the album and song titles? I wrote the album title, and I fudged the song. Okay, yeah. just for that one? Uh-huh, just for That's that fine. one. Um, but do we do we ask album as well? Yeah, that's actually yes. a point. Yeah. Uh, uh, half, a half a point right there. Skunk, do you want to... I have no fucking idea point? what the album no idea. is. Beautiful is Noises. Rain. I actually don't think I know any Inya song. Like... I don't know I don't why know. I know the name of that either. I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm not gonna lie. Now that I'm shitting on any, I just I have no idea why. I know yeah, that. no, that same. Like, like all of a sudden, I was just like, I know the name of that song. Yeah, I I, I don't have uh, any hate toward him. I just don't. I just never yeah. got into him. All right, well, right uh, did you name the album? I named my album. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get the point? We don't know it of the of India. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so wait, is, are we changing the rules now? <laughs> no, I was just making sure that it got out there. Okay. Uh, okay, skunk, go for it. Okay. Uh, all right. Credence Clearwater. Run through the jungle? Not, not quite. <laughs> It's not Fortune of Sun, is it? No. You, you got it. Yeah, but the course, like, yeah, you know, you're on the right track. He just goes, meh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it? Oh. Yeah. You can do it. Uh, you can do it. When uh, Andy said that, the yeah. <laughs> it came in my head. Is it called bad? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll hum the chorus, or I'll kazoo the chorus. <laughs> Green River. What'd you say? Green River? Green River? Yes. Is it Green River? Green River. Wow. You want to take a stab at the the album? Blue Mountain. I don't know. Nope. Um. Oh, shit. No, I don't going know. Going once? Going twice? Green River. Oh, oh, shit. I should have just said that. Why don't I do that? Whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, fearing that we may have done this before. Uh-oh. In fact, I'm fearing that I that both these songs have been done before. Dude, but I, don't I think know. we do that every time, though. Yeah. There's only so many songs in the world, Brandon. Eventually, we're going to repeat everything. Not if we get into world music. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Jane's addiction. Jane's Jane says. She said, "Yeah, fuck." What did you say? Jane. She said. I said Jane says. Jane says. He yeah. said that. Yeah, I said she uh, said. Okay. The record. God, we're I'm horrible yeah. at album names when it comes to like. Yeah, I don't know any Jane's stuff. addiction albums. I was probably the same album I kazooed you guys a while ago, and I still don't remember. <laughs> Have we done that song? No, I, I, don't I did think that. So. Okay, I did okay. that song like "Here We Go" or whatever. Oh, yeah, you did go. Yeah, I did go. Yeah, uh, this is off of Nothing's Shocking. Oh, no, that's not, oh. it. That's not it. Yeah. I would have yeah. never guessed that in a million years. Do you know these bands? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I would expect to, like, uh, understand some, but, you know, it is really, really, I thought it'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Like, listening to it on the on the podcast, I thought it might be easier in person. But it's not. No. <laughs> Is it harder? You got you got pressure. You got pressure You're on now. the spot, dude. Yeah. Johnny on the spot. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, you guys ready for this one? This is a, this is one I me, I, I was literally talking to someone today. I'm like, what should I put on? Because I was finishing my homework, and we were literally at a breakfast spot, and this song came on. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Okay, and I don't know why, but I'm doing it. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I know this. This is uh. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> no, no. It's on there. The, the beat is on. Yeah. Almost. <sighs> the heat is on. Yeah. The heat is on. Heat oh, is on. fuck. The heat is on. <laughs> from, uh, oh. oh, man. Dude. I should know it because it's like on a playlist. It's, I like it's this on. song. Okay, you're, you're, okay. Just keep going. No, I can't. I'm not going to get it. You don't it. think so? Like, is it? I got the artist uh, or the... I'm trying to think of who the fucking artist is, man. I didn't it's, know. Uh, I didn't know either. You know what? I don't Any, know. Anyone? Them. Anyone? I was gonna take a stab in the dark, but so no. the artist's name is Glenn Frey. Uh, oh, okay. But the yeah, album I, is I, I, okay. I'm not gonna say it's a album. I'm gonna the s- Caddyshack Two soundtrack. No, no. But you're okay. The Caddyshack Beverly Hills Cop. Be- Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. There you go, Brandon. I oh. said Beverly Hills Cop when he first yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, oh, you did. I didn't hear it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, you were into oh, it. Right on. Yeah, I, was, no, uh, I liked it. I liked it. Okay, so going back up to the top, the points are uh, three points for Andy because a half and a half equals one, right? Yeah. It does. And <laughs> <laughs> one and a half for me, one for Skunk. Tristan's yet to go on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. but let's hear your next one. Okay, I think this one will be a softball. This was my, my okay. impression that this was really hard, so I tried to pick songs that you would get. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we typically yeah. try to do too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's see how many how many seconds or how many repetitions. Okay. Whoa. David Bowie? No. Sounds familiar. It's uh, we gotta say it now. No, no, no. Give us a hint okay. first. I, I thought that would be. It's the really hint familiar. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be. That's it. really familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's see. It rhymes with tweezer. <laughs> oh, come on. Is it Weezer? <laughs> I'm not gonna give myself a point for that, but okay. it's a Weezer song. Oh, yeah. You might call it a song. It, it's, <laughs> I'm going to guess it's on the blue album. Very close. It's on the green album. <laughs> Closer. Then it's on Pinkerton. <laughs> a little further. Red album? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. go through the colors. Sure. I don't know. I don't know any songs <laughs> off that album. It's like naming a Bronx. I got out of Weezer like like a uh, green album came and I was like, nope, I'm out. I just assumed everyone knew it because when I was in a band in high school, we'd always joke, play that tune. Yeah, so I, I bet it. I bet maybe I know it. It was probably a radio hit. It's Pork and Beans. Oh. Oh, that song. Yeah. Oh. I knew somebody who was really into that song. I'm not giving myself any points for no, any of that, by the way. That's zero. Yeah. It felt weird because Skunk was like, blue. 
Green, Pinkerton, I was, Red. Dude, I was naming every fucking uh, Weezer album that I knew existed. And then I was like, once I said Pinkerton, I was like, there are not anymore. Like, but then... There's only the three. But then, yeah, I guess they did... They did keep existing after the Green Album, right? Very much so. Like, yeah, like I, they have a lot of albums. It's crazy. Do they? You know what? Uh, the last thing I heard from them, somebody showed me them doing uh, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. sounds exactly like Toto yeah. doing Africa, and it's just like it's it's so fucking unnecessary to me. It's just like it seems yeah. unfair that like it's like oh you guys get a huge radio hit. They off got this and all they you're got doing so is doing much, a straight yeah, cover. Like, yeah, they got so yeah. much publicity from that. I'm like, that's, mm-hmm. I, know, I thought it was weird. I was like, yeah, did you hear like, that? That was amazing. I'm like, why is it amazing? It sounds it's just like just Toto. Like the well, then fucking put on Toto. <laughs> they should have called up. CeeLo Green to see how you cover a song. Yeah. Yeah. Because that Violent Femme song that, uh, um, what's it called, covers? Oh, yeah. What are they called? Oh, yeah. Gnarls, Gnarls Barkley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were hurting yeah. me. That was a really good cover. That was his, that was a that great was his cover. own style, you know? Yeah. And, his... and, then, uh, and then Violent Femmes covered oh, I didn't, Crazy I didn't know. from oh, really? Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, yeah. they traded Oh, songs. I got to listen really to cool. that. I'll put it on the playlist. Yeah. There we go. It's, it's really good, too. That's sweet. All right, uh, Skunk. Okay. Sitting on the no. dock of the bay. Oh, oh he's uh, got it. It's Otis Redding. Oh, he's got yeah, it. Off of Otis and Redding. Album? Sitting, on, sitting on the dock of the bay. But he's yeah. got it. <laughs> the reaction. I don't know why I that was so fucking fun. To everything. <laughs> it feels good when somebody guesses your song because you're like, am I fucking I'm, playing? Yeah, well, I was sitting there and I was like, come on, well, this also, be more obvious. It also obvious. feels good when someone guesses your song and then the rest of the three are battling for the album and and, and artists. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. brr, 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 you're like, come on. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Here's my second tune. <laughs> Right. I mean, are I you? <laughs> no, you're not. You're not playing so. it right, Brandon. It's actually Beastie Boys. Casey. I haven't. No, I haven't heard it in a while. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everlong. Yeah. <laughs> Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh. Um, Man, sh- I was like, there's something familiar about this, but I don't know what it Someone is. Someone shoot the album, I don't know. And, you know, when you were doing that, all I could think was, Brandon just like, son of a bitch, man. How would you play? Because I don't feel like I was playing it right. I don't really know that song too well. I'm oh, not okay. a I'm not a big Foo Fighters guy. So Andy, play it. Yeah, Andy. Okay, that so sounds similar. Yeah, it's hard to not play like in video game chords, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta go into that. Yeah, go into that lead. That... 
boop, boop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a pro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the album is the, the color and the shape. Okay. Well, Andy, play yours, but it's for no reason. <laughs> no, it's for a great reason. It's for a great man. reason. It's for you guys to guess a song, man. And this is a good one. Yeah, man. I'm looking at all three of you right now. I mean, I literally am into okay. the camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. I look really big compared to Skunk because he's like in yeah, the background. Dude, we decided it's like so forced like, force perspective. Some like, like hello, some little man. Sword of the Rings. Peter, like, Peter Jackson magic. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. These guys are Gandalf Do not and Saruman. Me, Skunk go back. I'm fucking Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. <clears throat> what if he started like slapping himself? I, fucking... Don't threaten me with a good time. I wanted to say regulators, but that's not it, is it? Is it regulators? Warren G? Yes, but the actual name of the song is not regulators. It's almost that. So don't regulator. No. Regulation? No. <laughs> it's just regulate? Yes. Mount up? Mount up. Mount up. And oh my uh, God. And that's, for some reason I erased. That's Warren G and Nate Dog, yeah. And that's off the album. Uh, Hold on. I accidentally erased my ants, my uh, album number or album to that. So that on. song's just called Regulate? Yeah. I never knew that. I always thought it was uh, Regulate. Okay, hold I've, on. I've what is the, the name of that album? It's, 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 uh, he says it in the song. I know he does. Uh, uh. The next episode? No, that's a different song. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's Snoop, no, that's, that's, Snoop Dogg. that's a different artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Dogg right? <laughs> uh, next episode. Uh, what? It's a clear black night. I'm gonna sing the whole fucking song. <laughs> I I don't. Is it two one? No. It's I don't know. Three words. Well, technically. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. G Funk era. Ah! <laughs> yeah. It's a G Funk era funk out with a gangster twist. twist. That's a yeah, any, anything that anything that samples the movie Young Guns is okay with I've me. I've always wanted I'll to karaoke you. that song with somebody that like knows it well. I'm like, I'll be Nate Dog, you'll be Warren G. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> I know most of it, dude. Let's do yeah. it. That'd be a great karaoke. Yeah. 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 I would love to see the two of you yeah. do that actually. I'll do it. That would actually make me go to karaoke if, uh, <laughs> if that happened. All right, so Andy's the winner at one, two, three, four, five and a half points to the rest of us. Actually, Skunk and I tied, which is funny. Oh, yeah? What did yeah, we tie at? Two and a half. Wow. Not very good. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I disagree. It is okay. I'm like, yeah. It is okay. <laughs> it is okay. Anyway. I was waiting for somebody to chime in and be like, "Yeah, it is okay." But everyone just shut up. What do you, Andy? What do you want to do? You want since Skunk has been so fun on this, do you want to just give it to him? Why have I been fun? What did I be fun for? I don't know. You're always fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I feel like he hasn't picked a top three in like ages. Do you? Do you have one? Ever? Do you have one in your uh, your your repertoire? Well, I have a lot of joke ones, but. Uh, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'll pick one by the end of you the You got episode. it. I'll give it to you because you're such a good sport. And your, 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 right. your okay scoring is what really makes the difference. Gee, thanks. You got a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be moving on to top three sonically best albums, in our opinion.
Andy. Mm-hmm. What's a sonically best album? So if you grab your Genesis controller and you press down and B, he starts to spin and then releases and goes through a bunch of rings in a loop, and then you have to fight this guy named Dr. Robotnik. Oh, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. My bad. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so a, a, a best sonically, a sonically released album to me is something you can either hear in your car or on your great stereo or with your headphones, and everything just sounds so... Um, uh, perfect, you know, uh, you know, the chemistry is there, everything's there, the energy of the music, the way everything's panned perfectly, the level of the vocals, the whatever effect you hear pan right was like, whoa, what was that? It was really cool. The tone of everything is to me is uh, a, a sonically best album. So that's that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you pretty much nailed it. It's basically like the person mixing and mastering knows their stereo field, knows yeah. where to put things, yeah. and and the volume control and mm-hmm. and the frequencies, <laughs> the, and the moment, yes. the moment to just where everything was adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there an element where the artist just prepared a good song? Is there is there a version of this where it is a good song? And that contributes to the sonic quality of the album. I mean, that helps with a yeah. great album, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah of, course of course it helps. Of course it does. But <clears throat> I would argue that that doesn't have to be the case. Only because listen to pop music, yeah. and those are sonically perfect, mm-hmm. but and they're not really some of them great. Be... They're not greatly written, typically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's also but the, and yeah. and also there's also bands that write fantastic songs and they're recorded like shit, but it still translates to a good song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? In my opinion, some of those, some of the sonic qualities of the horrible bands oh, yeah. are sonic qualities that I prefer. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for that sure. <clears throat> There's preference. Like, there is no wrong answer to this because it's all about our individual ears, yep. right? And there is, like, rules to, you know, filling the stereo field and, and certain frequencies for the mix and whatnot. But have a book on it. That doesn't, yeah, I'm re- <laughs> it's a dummy's book, but yeah, uh, but it, that's not that's not always going to produce a, a, a the perfect album. I mean, Wu Tang Clan's like the album right. we were talking about, Thirty Six Chambers, ooh, like ooh, that's not ooh. perfectly uh, mixed and mastered. But nobody wants anything else but that. I don't want a remix. Of no, that. oh fuck but that. No. And, you know? Okay, and that's a perfect opinion because honestly, that's sonically perfect because that rawness and that 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 almost inexperience made it sound amazing. You know, so I I can, I can yeah, basically that. like. What the artist is going... Did they do what they set out to yeah. do mm. in a recording? Right. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got. Let's do. Number three? My number three. This is a band that I don't really... I'm not super into anymore. I got really into them for a little while. But, I don't know. After four albums, I just kind of was like, okay, mm-hmm. I've heard of this all before. Um, but the band is Black Dahlia Murder. Oh, The album... Their third album called Nocturnal mm-hmm. is fucking insanely like they are their sound is nailed. Right. Like them as a band it that is like exactly what they are to me. Yeah. Like I hear that fucking record and I'm like like I said I don't listen to them a whole lot anymore but I have some friends that'll put it on all the mm-hmm. time and I like Every time they put that fucking album on I'm like god damn it this is good. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I don't want to like jerk them off too much because like it's you know it's new metal ish i guess Whoa, doesn't like being jerked it's, off. it's that like it was part of that it, two, late 2000s hardcore metal, no. scene type thing black dahlia but they yeah, were they were yeah, more it's, I, I, you're right i can't call them fucking new metal that's lame they're they're almost like, like new crust they're like 
Yeah, they're like borderline death metal, yeah. I think. Borderline. But like, it, you know, but like, uh, and then they do they do a lot of the screaming screams and then the boom shit. And yeah, like, and, uh, you know, it gets old with certain bands. Mm. And that's why I stopped listening to them because after, like, their fourth album was like, this sounds like the last one. And then the next one was like, this sounds like all of them. I'm done now. <laughs> but Nocturnal, their third one, man, sonically, they hit it out of the park. Yeah. And the song I would like to pick is What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse. Cool. I was cool. I should have looked up what it's about because they're they're always they're kind of geeks. Yep. They write yep. songs about like geeky stuff. Right. So don't they say it in the song? Well what you can't that? really understand. <laughs> so yeah, it was about that. Yeah. <laughs> My number three, uh, I feel like mine are like pretty obvious as far as like um the sound goes, because I went like top-notch sound in my opinion and it is uh the black puma self-titled album oh uh, yeah andy knows well, them yeah Andy's heard them. Band. and actually it was the first thing that andy when i i told andy about this band the first thing he said was like what a great recording yeah and i absolutely agree like it is like it to me it sounds sonically perfect like every instrument's where it should be the volumes are where they should be and the tones that they got and the the very subtle reverbs that they use they're just like perfect like if I was going to record like a soul album or like a soul R&B, I would use this as a reference of how to make it like sonically perfect. Yeah. So, and the song I chose from them is Colors. That's going on for sure. And that's a great band. You know, it's funny you, 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 cause you introduced me to the Black Puma. You're like, you got to check this, these guys out. It's very soul R&B, like, but, but new. And I swear, I was like, this is amazing. And then like a week later, my mom messaged me. She's like, have you heard of these guys? They're like blowing up. I, they used to perform on the Santa Monica Pier. Did you ever see them play? She's like, I love them. I'm like, oh yeah. You know, me and Brandon were just talking about them. I'm like, that's kind of cool. My mom was like, yeah. just kind of got like musically pretentious with me. Bitching. <laughs> they got a Grammy like right out of the gate. Like they dropped their debut album and got a Grammy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What are they called? Black Pumas. I have not heard of this band. Yeah, I mean they, they. You played Otis Redding tonight, and yeah, like, uh, very. That's like right up that alley, but like, that like voice do so good. new. I don't know. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I can get it's got a little that. edge of hip hop to it too. Just the way they they uh, kind of compose their music as well. It's really good, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. They modernize. What you got, it. Andy? Okay, I got you know it, and I'm glad you guys had this kind of back and forth com- conversation. As in, you know, does the it can it just be a really good song coming from a shitty recording, and is that appreciative? And the answer is yes, in my opinion. Um, sonically, doesn't mean like the most perfect recording and everything. And like I, I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit because once once I thought about that, my my top my third is not doesn't sound amazing quality. It's actually really raw, real to real recording. And that record is the In God We Trust Plastic Surgery Disaster Split uh, of Dead Kennedys. Um, one song in particular is their rendition of California Uberalis, where they they do this like chill like swing intro, and then they just go into this loud, I swear to God, over-peaked, over-troubled, yeah. hard, heavy. Uh-huh. And for some reason, that really cuts the edge for me. Uh, sonically when it came to listening to Dead Kennedys. And, and that's that's the, really the song that really turned me over and be like, oh shit, I really do like the Dead Kennedys. Like, this is fucking, this is heavy. This is amazing. So I love the fact that that whole record is recorded that way. And I think they just did it live in a room. You know, I know they did that with the first, well, I think Plastic Surgery is the first half, right? And God We Trust is the second. So God We Trust has, uh, you know, California Uber Alice. But everything's just so real in my opinion. I feel like listening to that is exactly what you're going to listen to, like kind of sitting in that room, how loud they were. So I went with that. Mm-hmm. In, God we, in God We Trust, Plastic Surgery Disasters, uh, Dead Kennedys. 
Yeah, there's uh, some YouTube videos where you can see yes, them recording. It's cool. Um, one or the other of it. It is and really some cool. Some of those yeah. takes are actually the takes bands from in the a record. It's bitching to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the band is in one room, and I think Jello Biafra's in another room. I can't remember. Uh, correctly, no, I think but he's in the I room. I thought they were I think separated. He's in, the room. he's in there with them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, one I saw at least. And they have to keep dodging his hands. And <laughs> his green gloves. He moves a lot. Yeah. 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 With his. <laughs> Do you know why he wears those? No, I, I no, learned this a couple a years ago. Yeah, he re- wears those because he got electrocuted on stage. A mic like wasn't grounded properly and oh. it fucking shocked the shit out of him. Oh, and so he started wearing those green rubber gloves. <laughs> I mean, God, do what oh. you got to do. I thought it was I thought it was a fashion statement. No, that's cool. That's weird. Obviously. Is he is he star- scared it's going to happen again? Kind of yeah, thing? So it was, oh. it was man, like... you it only takes once to get electrocuted. You'll <laughs> <laughs> you're like. My yeah. lips got electrocuted on oh, stage yeah. once. Yeah, I've done that. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? and oh man, it sucks. Oof, that was bad. Yeah. Is that, and then, is that why you don't like being numb from the dentist? Um, it could I've be. Gotten it, like, right, on the, right on the tooth. Like, the tooth hits the mic, yeah. shocks oh, you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know what that means? They had the phantom power on going to your microphone. Oh, to my dynamic and it mic? it didn't need yeah. the phantom. Yeah, oh, the, and yeah. it didn't need the phantom power. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Amateur. That's one of them. a bad engineer then. Yeah, one reason that mm. happens. Bad sound guy. Okay. Uh, Tristan, what do you got for your number three? Okay, I think that... Um, sonically great in my mind means that it tickles all parts of my ears. Yeah. There's there's some really high things, some really low things, some really soft things, and then some really piercing things. And I think someone who does that really well or some group is Purity Ring. I really like how they get really grindy with some of their bass songs. Any familiar? Purity Ring? No, I never heard no. them. Purity no. Ring, yeah. They're a little bit a little bit poppy, but also very scary. Ooh. Like their, oh. their music is like really spooky. I should have heard of them. Yeah, you might recognize them. They're that's they're uh, they're interesting. Cool. So, and the album is their first album. I picked Shrines, and then I picked one of their songs called Lofty Cries. Cool. Oh yeah. Which I feel like does it really well. I like stuff I haven't heard before. On that. Yeah, on that. that sounds For like sure. it's right up Brandon's alley. Yeah, too. yeah I know. That's why I was, I was putting Spooky it in my dookie. phone just now. All right. So let's move on. Number two. My number two. Uh. I feel like maybe I cheated a little. And I don't care because I'm a fucking cheater. I cheat all the time in this show. I picked the no effects Frank Turner split, uh, West Coast versus Wessex. Um, if you guys haven't heard it, you should because it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's just no effects covers five Frank Turner songs and Fra- Turner. Frank Turner covers that, right? five no effects songs. But like, as. As you guys know, NoFX has a certain sound. Uh, Fat Records has a certain sound yeah. to their recordings that they've gotten better and better and better over yeah. the years. And that album, my God, it's like every everything about it is just sitting so fucking pretty. Mm. Like the bass is exactly where it should be and the fucking vocals are like right there. You can hear every little note that the or every little drum beat that dudes are playing like and then when it kicks over to frank turner's side when he's playing his acoustic guitar you can hear like the strum of the string you know and you can hear like when he changes chords yeah. and you hear the little it's always the little like it's i love yeah. that so much it's always nice to like actually get a good recording of an acoustic guitar too because sometimes it's just, yeah. sometimes it's just yeah. not there's not enough oomph in there however you mic an acoustic like it's weird and it's happened to me before so i, I can appreciate that yeah and sometimes it's like micing an acoustic compared to plugging acoustic acoustic electric yeah. in right yeah because you're not going to hear the sound of you're the strings if yeah yeah um and well i picked two songs because there's two sides to that album I did. Oh, that's where the cheat comes. That's in. where the cheat okay, comes in. Gotcha. Frank Turner's version of "Perfect Government" oh, cool. is very, 
is great. Like it's all like really piano and kind of swingy. Yeah. And then uh, no effects. Uh, they did Thatcher fuck the kids, and it's great because they end it with their little fuck, fuck the kids. Cool. I have a question. If you can answer it, do you know when uh, no effects started to sound good on their recordings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I think Punk and Drublick sounds good. I actually really like the sound of uh, of Ribbed a lot oh, too. Yeah. No, when did they switch to Fat Records? Like when does when did No Effects become like oh, super become Fat Records? No, no, no. Like when what when did their album? When was their first album released as Fat Records? Like well, fat. where they were they were in charge of the engineering and all. I'm that. gonna hand that question. To I want to say cause it came because they were Epitaph for Ribbed. I want to say Fat Records didn't come till White Trash. If, if no, maybe even after that. Maybe it was like uh, shit, Punk and Drublet probably. I'd say maybe a single. I don't know because I mean, Fat uh, Fat Mike. I don't think started Fat Records until he can finally afford it. You know, after working for Epitaph for so long. Yeah, and, I think Punk and Drublet was still Epitaph. Yeah, they were I Epitaph think. for a while. I, I was thinking like maybe having pe- heavy petting zoo. I'm trying to see. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Punk and Drublet was. I don't epitaph. think it was heavy petting zoo because didn't they get in trouble for like? Yeah, you're right. That's still epitaph because the what he's doing to the yeah. sheep there. <laughs> yep, they had to change the cover, huh? Uh, and even so long and thanks for all the shoes. Shoes, maybe pump up the volume. Wow, still epitaph. Wow, it's it, yeah, it took a while, but he was still he was still putting bands on on. Okay, so it, so it was war on errors. Yeah, the war on. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was just wondering, like the sound, like could I hear the difference in sound? No, I mean I'm, now you want to go back know, and listen to all ne- of them. And necessarily, go, That's he probably yeah. still used some of some same engineers. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of from Epitaph of evolving in 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 uh, you know technology and experience engineering, probably because I mean he. But they probably have a different studio though. Yeah, yeah, studios change all, that, all the time. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, it just could be that. And honestly, like I'm, you know, Fat Records came way before that. And before he decided to put himself on it, I don't know. But my number two, <laughs> I've talked about this album before, but it had to go on the list. It's D'Angelo's Voodoo. Uh, D'Angelo was a R and B artist hmm. uh, back in the day, and this album took him, gosh, was it five years? It took him five years. And Questlove was the producer. He did some drumming on it as well, but he produced. I it. know who that guy is, man. Yeah, yeah. I just got his book actually. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you how it is. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so Questlove producing, uh, D'Angelo really involved. He's really hands-on with all of that stuff, and it took them five years to release. And I think it shows. They got it, like, sonically perfect. And there's a really cool interview with Questlove on uh, Rick Rubin's show, Broken Record, where they're talking about that album and how much work went into it and how they, they most of the studio time went to like them watching soul train and performances of Prince. And they're really just like studying the music that they wanted to um, kind of get inspired by. And then late at night, they would go in and actually record tracks. Mm. And Mm. uh, Rick Rubin was talking about how, you know, when he's listening to albums, he's like producing in his head, like, well, that they should have done that. Oh, that needs to go down a little bit. Oh, that needs to change frequencies. But with this particular album, Rick Rubin's like, I think it's a perfect, it's a great example of a perfect sounding album. Wow. Uh, the song I picked is 
Devil's Pie, which was the single off mm. of it. It was the hit off of it. And I think that's a good example of like hearing um, how they mixed. Like you hear sounds that seem so far away and distant and kind of come in and go. And it's it's really neat. Anyway, that's my number two. D'Angelo's voodoo song, mm-hmm. Devil's Pie. Sweet. So number two uh, is a pretty... Uh, it's it's a pretty well known one, and uh, and it's a pretty well known one between you know me and you, Brandon. At least I don't know about Skunk or uh, Tristan over here, but it's Green Day's Dookie. It ha- actually yeah, has yeah, it has some of the best. It's just it's consolidated so well. I, if that's a good correct word for it. Um, it sonically just sounds amazing. Every little song, and I'm not just talking about the quality. I'm talking about the order of operations in the song, the, how track one to track to the last track the way it works it was just perfectly oh yeah perfectly like, done uh, yeah put and it's insane like how good it actually sounds you know and the, what was that 93 94 i want to say but it's an it's it revolutionized what punk rock was turning into you know whether for the good or the bad mm-hmm. this was like some somebody went you know what i really want to do something with these guys and it, it just fucking sounds so fucking good um the song i picked was actually track one burnout so and th- right away, just right when that oh, right I when that, that drum song. comes in, that da-da, da-da, and it it's a full. There's no like yeah. there's no like soft intro. It's just it's fully balanced. You know, loud music right away after that drum. And that's that's the mix you're gonna hear through that whole record, and that's fucking bitching mm-hmm. to me. So, uh, Green Day Dookie, the song is Burnout. That's a good one. I think it's a good example of how a pop punk record should sound. Yeah, because it does have a touch of raw. But but everything is like very crystal yeah. clear. Oh, it's, it's very clear as uh, yeah. well settled with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, this with your hands. I'm sitting here doing this like I'm milking a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon it's knew just, what I was trying to say. The mix is in, insanely perfect. Like, and you know that that yeah. in my opinion, that album just got lucky. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 not you're never gonna get that again. You know, and that's that's the beauty of recording. Their next record didn't sound. Yeah, like sometimes that, it's you know? like lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's really, right. yeah. it really is. perfect place really at the perfect is. time. Yeah. yeah. I got a question though on that. There's yeah. so the lead singer is playing guitar yeah. and mm-hmm. singing, and yeah. then there's bassist, uh-huh. and then there's a yeah. drummer. Uh-huh. So they got four parts. Uh-huh. That would help, right? Yeah. That would certainly help get the mix. Yeah, right. and I believe there's a lot of second right? guitar going, oh, doubling over guitars, uh-huh. you know, and they'd pan them out just to make it sonically sound more, you know, surrounded. Are you are you saying as opposed to like maybe like a six piece that has like trumpets and piano and and two guitars? Are you saying like that? I don't know. I'm just curious why um when you're saying it's like a a very pivotal part in yeah. punk and and that like revolutionized everything. The three piece. I'm I'm just curious like how did they not do it sooner? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, because I, I would think back in the day it was more DIY. Punk bands were poor. Yeah, basement and, recordings. And it wasn't as popular. They weren't. They were getting on like independent record labels. Yeah, so yeah. like probably um, their studios weren't very. Punk rock good. was still underground, so, and they were trying to take <laughs> punk rock, you know, in yeah. the '90s and really push it out there to the to the you know once grunge started taking over too. Like they started pushing it out into the mm-hmm. to the popular pop universe, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So they tried to use all the good stuff. I think there was. I think there was albums that came before that that were that were good mm-hmm. that sounded good, but like that this particular album, I think just like it boosted up to like radio, like it had a radio presence. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds good enough to put on the radio, whereas like maybe a DJ hearing um, the Dead Kennedys album as Andy was yeah. talking about, they don't hear what Andy hears. They hear like, oh, this sounds like a mess. Yeah, yeah. can't play yeah. this on the radio. Yeah. Whereas like Green Day's Dookie is like, well, every track could be played right. on the radio. It sounds mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's where I'm going with my number two. I'm uh, I put the Voids, uh, their album Virtue, uh, as my number two. Cool. 
Do you know them? I know the Voids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're a Julian Casablancas of the Strokes, his like second band, where um they just do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people, and for one of their songs in an older album, they play two basses, which which sounds like a bad idea. They make it work really well. So I really like this this song they have on Virtue called Leave It In My Dreams, and the whole album actually where some things are super distorted, some things sound horrible and scratchy and awful, and then some things sound nice, and I find just the combination of everything put together is so entertaining, and yeah. it's so fun to pick all the parts out, cool. and they do it oh, really yeah. well. For sure. All right, moving on to the big baddie. Number one. Yes, Andy, number one. I already said that. I didn't. I didn't. My number one. <laughs> so remember when I told you I was going to steal your little fun fact thing? I did it again. What? Fu- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Because yeah, I haven't so, been doing it. Yeah. So, okay. I should probably look at the year before I fucking start telling this story. Let's see here. Back in 1962, Otis Redding was driving Johnny Jenkins to Stack Studios to record a record. Uh, Johnny Jenkins gets there. Uh, Booker T and the MGs were his backing band, right? The recording session went like shit, okay? Hmm. Otis Redding was there, because so he had a driver's license. Johnny Jenkins didn't, so that's why he drove him there. And he was so polite that he was like, well, hey, I got a couple of songs. Can I maybe record those if you, if you got time? And they were just like, sure, record them. And he recorded two songs and became Otis Redding. Oh, wow. That's where he came from. Uh, my number one, I picked Dock of the Bay. That's not the album that he recorded. He only recorded two songs. But Dock of the Bay, and I foreshadowed this a little because I played that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the album, man, like, I don't know, like, what it is about that album. It, it must be the studio. Because back then they used to sing into a can, you know? Like, it was, yeah. they fucking put them in a room and sing into a can. And you, you just get their performance. It's not like they were, like... Cutting with Pro Tools no, and like, even, oh well, his, not a real can. Not, yeah, not even I know, with but real. you know, like, I'm doing the <laughs> old, old brother right now uh, <laughs> scenario. But like, you know, they you get what you get. Like, you can't be like, well, he flubbed that guitar line, so let's let's cut that out and then yeah, he can re-record no his guitar. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way, man. Yeah, so I like. Don't, I don't. It was sixty two. Was there even overdubbing? I don't. I don't think so. I. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a recording engineer, but overdubbing. I don't think so. Might have started in the early sixties. I want to say. Well, but. but the album "Dock of the Bay." Now, like, just to make sure that I was still, you know, not cheating, I went and listened mm-hmm. to the fucking original recording today. You can look up the one that's not. Uh, you know, remastered right. or whatever. It sounds so fucking really? good, man. It sounds like these dudes are in this room and fucking like knocking it out of the park. It sounds amazing. Mm. And I did not pick the song, Doc of the Pay. I want to do the song, Let Me Come Home. Uh, it has this really cool like lead guitar that keeps coming in and it almost sounds like it almost sounds like it's too loud, yeah. but the way that like the tone of it is so fucking. It's so cool when it comes in. It just, like, cuts right through yeah. everything, and it's just like, ooh, that sounds good. I have a fun fact. Oh, shit, Brandon. I, you're you're found. taking it this back, just man. Over, <laughs> overdubbing. This just in. Overdubbing <laughs> was created by Les Paul. Oh. oh. He also did. He also invented multi-tracking. He started experimenting with it around 1930. Wow. Doesn't he also make bass guitars? And, and actual yeah, guitars. And, oh, and actual guitars. Paul. What's overdubbing? Overdubbing is I record and then I rewind and I record over it without it erasing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's different from multi-tracking because you don't do the stereo and with the multi-tracking. 
Well, you could do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multi, multi-tracking is splitting each track into their individual. own individual tracks so you can mix better. And then overdubbing is like... Lay- layering. Would just layer it. Yeah. Cool. So wait, what yeah. year was that? I missed that. He started experimenting in 1930. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So I think by 60s, overdubbing was a thing. Oh, maybe. So everything that I said about uh, like Otis Redding recording live was like bullshit. Yeah, I think that his band could probably have recorded. No, they had Fruity Loops, and he could have recorded. Oh man, (laughs) they had Fruity Loops. You know, it's fucked up. That album was done all in FL Studios. (laughs) You just deflated like my whole love for that album. I love that it sounds like they just fucking nailed it. But maybe they did. Maybe they did though. Oh, they did. Even even if it was FL Studio Light, you know, because I don't know. That's when he started experimenting. How about I change up the Google search for become popular? Oh, man. And we could get a whole different. Just Google answer. search did Otis Redding. 1960s. Fucking- the method had been s- standardized, uh, the technique for recording popular music since the early 1960s. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like in the. Uh, what movie is that? But did they have the equipment to do it? I don't know. I don't that know. Ray Charles movie, uh, you know. Ray? Yeah, Ray, right? It's called just called Ray. The Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Fox yeah there, there, I, I know there's like a scene in there where he, they, he discovers he's in the studio making a new record, and they're like, "Oh, we have this new way of recording," and he, and he, he does the whole record by himself or whatever. It shows him like doing all the instruments because he's all excited because he can overdub oh. now. Yeah, so oh, they, wow. that's why I was like, I was kind of shooting for like, I think it, be, it was being used in the '60s, you know. Right, right. Yeah, but you didn't want to crush Skunk Streams. No. Like it crushed me, no. man. <laughs> All right. Everybody does this to Brandon me. Was- okay, my number one is an example of what I think I think personally to my ears is a great recorded album, but I might be just like biased? I might just yeah, I might be biased just because I love the album and like I don't care if like uh, a top producer is like no, they got they got it all wrong because like to me, I don't think it could have been recorded any perfectly. Right. But I could be wrong. Um, it's Tom Waits's Rain Dogs. Oh wow. wow, that is the most fucking excellent pick you could have picked, sir. Skunk. The yeah. wow. The reason I picked cool. it is because he's playing so many weird instruments, yeah. including like percussion on his you know, mouth. So much work like, being done, yeah. <laughs> and like metal <laughs> objects, and like I, I, you know, like as a um, an amateur, like like I have an amateur home studio. I think about recording those instruments and mixing them in perfectly, and it sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that he and and I'm sure he does all of it. I, mean, I think he does. I think he Very does all of it. I'm, I'm sure he's not work. engineering it or anything, but yeah. So like whoever mix and mastered that, I kudos to yeah. them. I'm, the song I picked is Rain Dogs because that's my favorite cool. song on the album. I I'm really pretty like sure it it's him and his wife that do all the recording too. No way. I, I think so. I, I could be wrong, but I, like, we'll I, have to I'm look pretty sure that. it is. That have that. We'll have to look at that, that song Singapore really cool. on it. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think Singapore. it's the opening track. Yeah, yeah that is. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I love that yeah. shit. I'm gonna Everything drive home listening idle. to that now. <laughs> I would have a hard time mixing his vocals yeah. too. It sounds good, but like I have no experience with these kind yeah, of. Yeah, when he gets all like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start sounding like Tommy the <laughs> yeah. Cat. What? <laughs> Weird. Oh All right. So mine is something that uh, relatively I didn't get into until, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. And I ended up just, I would listen to it to go to bed. And that's the uh, Queens of the Stone Age record, uh, Songs for the Deaf. That record mm-hmm. is, is another really good, like sonically and, you know, from 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 beginning to end, just 
perfect. Uh, the way the, song, the songs transition into each other, just the little things, man. And one of the songs I picked uh, that uh, that's a perfect description is uh, the song. That's I think it's like track two or three technically, but it's called "You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, But I'm Worth a Million," and that's the one that you know that starts off like "Danch, danch, danch," and like that drum intro is like taking forever with Dave Grohl. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the drum like teases you, right? You're like, here it comes. Nope, not yet. So when (laughs) here it comes, nope, not yet. Dude, and it's amazing. And if you listen to it with your headphones or even in your car, the drum like in that intro right there are just sonically amazing, recorded perfectly. Everything sounds Mm -hmm. great. And then they they run into that fast part and it's still good and it's still good. When they break into that like the verse, the drums split all the way to the left. They pan full left and it's just like a mono recording mm. of the drums and the rest of the music is just like panned in all these other directions. It's so fucking cool. Like that's just like, to me, that's just a nod in, uh, you know, uh, uh, the recording arts. Engineering. Yeah. 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 And like, um, who would think to do that? Because typically that would yeah. be like a no-no. No, yeah. You don't like put straight, the drums straight on mono, one, one side. One mic is what it sounds like. It's just room mic'd a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And a chain. They just, they just, you know, of course they just punch that in. But like it sounds, I didn't I never realize it until I actually really paid attention to the song. I'm like, that's fucking bitching, you know? I'm going to have to yeah. re-listen to that because I never noticed that. But like that is so cool to do, like basically break the rules and make it sound yeah. good. Yeah. I feel like they do that on uh, old jazz albums where they maybe just started to experiment with right. stereo and like put oh like, a lot of stuff uh, mm. the horns all yeah the if left you if you actually there's there's still stuff that happened right. in the eighties you know uh, you know if if you actually just listen if you have a if you ever had a stereo and you only got one speaker you listen to the Ramones uh, you're just gonna hear bass and drums on one side and Johnny you know what I yeah. mean like that's just they were yeah. full pan full right full left you know bass is here yep. guitars here. Like that's mm-hmm. that was always. I've a had uh, I've had songs I was listening to where I just had like my headphone yep. goes out, you know, yep. back in the yep. day. Yep. Like, headphone goes out, and I'm like, "Wait, where's the backup yeah, vocals? Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, they just had it on one the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, a that's a fantastic yeah, uh, example sure. of a uh, sonically best album. Thank maybe. you. I'm gonna follow your lead there, Andy, because I'm going with for my favorite Sonic tune is. 15 step again i brought it up earlier but i think it's um it does this same kind of thing where where they do put bass all on one side and they do i think the drums are pretty centered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah and it moves kind of around and it's pretty it's pretty strong on right. one side for a lot of right. the things and then they they switch through some like they go really dense with the the drums and then there's like a pretty slow guitar kind of uh-huh. chord thing going and then the bass can be kind of nice and soft, but then they bring it in really strong and and feels like it's picked or something. Yeah. And I just, just find changes it the dynamic so of everything. The whole yeah, thing. for sure. It's the little oh, things, yeah. you know. Once you notice them, yes. you're like, "Holy shit!" I'm that's glad what you made picked Radiohead. So Radiohead's a great yeah. example of that too. On a lot of their albums, especially in yeah. Rainbows, and Rainbows is like amazing. And they they have the in the basement. Have you ever watched that uh, on YouTube? No. In the basement uh, recordings of um, Radiohead where they just record entire albums right in front of you. And it's really amazing because oh. you think that that a lot of it's programmed and some of it is, but when you watch that, you go, I thought that was like, a, I thought they programmed or sampled that. And he's just playing guitar, uh, mostly Johnny Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And he's just got some weird effect on his guitar. And it's right. like, wow, that sounds like some weird synth or something going mm-hmm. on, but it's mm-hmm. no, it's the guitar. And they, they, they are musicians where you were saying before, where like could instruments and the arrangement of it add to that. Yeah. I think yes. In definitely the, in, the, in, 
in regards to Radiohead yeah. because they know how to use their instruments in, in really unique ways. They know ways. how to experiment. I can't yeah. remember the song. I Yeah, I can't remember the song. I think it's it's either on uh, Amnesiac or the other one that was, they were supposed to be a double album, but they split them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Rainbows. There's two discs. No, there's two discs to that, but they're early stuff, earlier. Uh, in Amnesiac and, uh, I, I can't think of it. One of those songs, they have a guitar in the left ear and then it just stops. And it just like does something funny to you, you know, because uh-huh. it's like almost noise with your that liberium. you're ignoring that you can't even hear. And then it just like, yeah, yeah. Almost like that. Almost like you like don't <laughs> you lose take a balance. walk while listening to that yeah. song. <laughs> wow, that's cool. But they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's really good. Yeah. I, I was, I was actually hoping somebody album. would pick Radiohead. I would myself, but I still haven't really grabbed Radiohead enough to be like, oh, it's in my top three. But I can see why. I can respect why, because those dudes are, are definitely the dabblers in the studio. You know what I mean? They come when it comes to just like making weird noises or making you unsure what you're listening to for a second. You know, it's like, is that fire in the background? Yeah, Am I listening to fire. Like, what is that? You know, <laughs> I feel like they're really hands on in yeah. their recordings. Yeah. Uh, Kid A yeah. is the other one I was thinking cool. of. Those that album was supposed to be released as a double disc, oh. but the oh. record company made him split it. And I think they that that's where they, the 2000 2001. Like they came out back to back, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Andy, listen to "Hail to the Thief" by Radiohead and uh, let I'll me know slap. because I think I think you would I'll love slap it. Slap it on SDOM32. <laughs> That's the that? name of the playlist. It's gonna be on That's this episode. His playlist, oh, dude. okay. SDOM32, okay. not the whole album. No. Come no. on, I got that. You didn't get that. <laughs> no, I'm too slow. Anyway, does anybody have any honorable? I mean, mentions? I do. I have a dishonorable mes- mention. Oh, that's, oh that's funny. Great. Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, and it's only dishonorable because I fucking can't stand the band. There's a band that I'm sure you guys have heard of. They're called The Casualties. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. such bad. They did a record. The drunk one? Dude, they... No, no, no. They did a record uh, like not too long before their old singer was either oh, quit swapped. or kicked out of the yeah. band or whatever. Oh. Um, and it's called Under Attack. Oh, yeah. And it is sonically... It is amazing. But it like... The reason I'm gonna it's dishonorably mention it, it is because they make it well even worse. It's so well recorded that I feel like oh. there's little parts where they do little flubs, and I feel like they're intentional. Deliberate. Like they threw them in there, like, "Well, we we got to make this sound more punk rock," so they like did a little like yeah. like thing oh, that, man. dude. It's yeah. That's crazy. Like, now I've got some friends that know them and they're, you know, I've got some friends that really like them and I I'm if they're listening to this, fuck that, dude. That's that's bullshit, yeah. man. That goes <laughs> like against the, that goes against the, the grade, like, you know. Dude, but. if you fucked up, great, record it, put it on the album, but don't go add a fucking little flub. Yeah. That's not okay, Why don't man. Don't don't pretend detune like, it just a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's not that's so uh what about a burp. I think Andy and I... Yeah, well, like, a burp, I mean, okay, burps happen, right? Little chuckles happen, like, stuff like that, but it's like, if they, it sounds like, if you listen to that record, now, I'm not telling you to go listen to it, but you might want to, just so you know what I'm talking about, because you'll hear these little things that it's like, you'll hear, like, maybe a burp in the background, or maybe, like, a little, uh, like, a guy says, like, like he's, like, getting ready to sing his backups, and then he, like, uh, you know, and it's like... You fucking did yeah. that on purpose. Okay, man. so like not not happy accidents that just got left in for personality. Yeah, yeah. But it's like on purpose to make it sound yeah. punk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's uh, Andy how it and I have, me. have been notorious for disliking that band for a while. Yeah, that's okay. And then 
in recent years, it's come to light that there's good reason not to like them. Well, and okay, so let me just say this. Now, Jorge, the old yeah. singer, has been removed from the band. He was the problem that okay, everybody well, that's hated. Good. That's good that they did that. Now the singer is this dude named Dave. That uh, He was in a band called The Crumbums. He's in a band called Starving Wolves. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a fantastic human being. He's a really good singer, and he, he took over, like, and he, he made, like, he took their style and like did his own like he put has some, his own put some style battle, of better shoes on the stage so to speak doesn't have to doesn't have yeah, to yeah man fill. and he's he's like a fucking he's like a Tasmanian devil running around mm. like he's really active so he's fun mm. to watch so as much as i i'm not a fan of that band now it's like when they come to town i'll go see them just because it's like well i get to see dave yeah. and watch dave go fucking ape shit yeah the question that comes to mind for me about that though is if the horrible actions of Jorge weren't brought into light, would they have replaced him? Because it sounds like those problems were happening for a while and they were letting it slide yeah. until it got into the public's eye and then they're like, oh, yeah, no, 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 we're doing something about it. And I could be wrong, but... Well, yeah. And not to get too political or anything, but uh, that lady that accused him of that shit did come back and say she was full of shit. She was, hmm. she was falsely accusing him. Uh, however, he was c- notorious for like hitting on underage girls and mm-hmm. fucking, you know, so it's like, yeah, maybe she was lying, but oh. I don't know. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I request that we don't put any casualties on there. Yeah, I know. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any honorable mentions? Tristan? Mm, no. No problem. <laughs> uh, Dark Andy. Side of the Moon, always. Um, that's a great, I mean, yeah. that, that's definitely oh. a sonic record to listen to. I can't remember the name of the tune. I just thought of it now, but you know, it's the one that's just the, the keys and it sounds like you're in a space station waiting to get on a space shuttle and it's a big, it's big on the crash, run, I big think crash at the end, you know, that sounds probably right. I think it's on the run. That one. No, no, maybe not. Maybe I, it's I, cool. I think I, it I always there. think it's on yeah. the run. I don't, but you'll yeah, find it's it. It's a great record though. That talk about another, another record you can just lay down and listen to, you know? So I have two, um, and I didn't put them on just because I feel like they're like way too obvious because I always talk about them. So the Locust, New Erections, that's a good example of like a band going from like really shitty recordings to like top-notch recordings in that album. Book of Bot is the song that I wanted to uh, show the example of. And then Run the Jewels 4. Um, I think like... I think they like kind of got like the the first album one sounded great, but then when you listen to four, you're like, holy shit, they're like evolving so mm-hmm. fast. Um, the first song on that, uh, Yankee and the Brave, like the fact that he can do those 808s, it sounds like almost like two 808s, like going at the same time. Like that's hard to do without making it sound like shitty. And mm. the fact that he was able to mix that and make it sound good was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, our next show yeah i got a top three for you guys okay what is what is it gonna be we, we, we brought this up once and now i really want to do it uh best last tracks oh yeah like the last track oh, of an album. oh yeah 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 that's good yeah i always really liked that idea when, when you guys mentioned it i was like why haven't we done that so yeah they sometimes get lost right yeah we're doing it yeah cool we're doing it man and uh Dan is supposed to provide us with the next agree or disagree. I did text him, but he did not answer, probably because he's busy, yeah. because that's why he's yeah, not on the show. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this will be have to be the one episode where you won't know it until we present it to there you. There you go. Oh, hmm. that's, that's not fair. Yeah. yeah. Can we, can... We're robbing these people, the, the six people that listen to this show, and one of them's in the room, so the five people that are going to hear <laughs> this episode them. are going to be like, what the fuck? Just call them. Yeah. Uh, you want me to try calling them? Call him. Call him. All right. 
He's going to get mad, too. Like Yeah, because Dan gets mad. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, and we have Dan. Caller, you're on the air. Do you have an agree or disagree for us? Hi. Yeah, my name's uh, Dan, a.k.a. Dan, I play the drums. Welcome, Dan. A.k.a. Danny Love. Danny Love! <laughs> More like Danny hates because you're interrupting my speeches. Anyways, um, yeah, fellas, I do have an agree to disagree. The uh, band is called Soul Glow, S-O-U-L-G-L-O, no W. One word? No, two oh. words. Oh, okay. And then the um, song is called Jump with not one but two exclamation points. And then it says, or get jumped with three exclamation points. Oh, shit. Wait, is it jump, forget jump, or get jump, or get jumped? Okay, I really wanted to make fun of it. Uh, (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, soul glow, jump, or get jumped. Sweet album. Uh, Album is uh, what? I don't know that word. Uh, D i a s p o r a. Diasporia problems? Diaspora problems? Okay. Uh, Dan, we miss you. Hope you're back next show. Oh, we will be. Enjoy your pizza. How many of yous are there? Uh, Well, there's three. Um, (laughs) There's an AKA Dan I play the drums around and a Danny Love somewhere, but I can't find them right now. Okay, well, tell them I said I miss them too. All right, well, that will do it for mm-hmm. us. So until next time, remember, folks, it doesn't suck. You just don't you just sonically don't like, like the sound, brah. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Was it? Steady Diet of Music has been a production of Pod Cauldron. Check out some other great podcasts in the Pod Cauldron network, like Cards and Cubes, a show about board games you didn't grow up playing. Don't forget to check out all the bonus material that we have for you right on the Steady Diet of Music channel, like Steady Diet of Vinyl, Tour Stories, and The Dustbin. If you need to get a hold of us, you can do so by emailing us at steadydietofmusicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Kirsten Adams for designing our logo. You can see more of Kirsten's art on Instagram at catcoffee. That's K-A-T-C-O-F-F-E-E. Thanks for listening, and we should be back in a couple of weeks.